Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to First Things First, an opportunity for us to bear our hearts before the Lord and be refreshed in his presence. Hey, if you need a Bible, would you just raise your hand? We'll have some guys pass out a Bible. And for those of you who already have a Bible, turn to Psalm 72. Psalm 72. We'll we'll do a quick 10-minute little study in Psalm 72. And then we'll have Pastor Rob come up and uh, lead us in a time of afterglow and waiting upon the Lord. Our focus tonight in Psalm 72 is towards the end of the chapter, verses 18 and 19. So Psalm 72, 18 and 19. And once you're there, we'll read those verses and then we'll pray together. Psalm 72, verses 18 and 19 say, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things, And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Father, we ask that you would come and encourage our hearts, that you would magnify yourself, and that you would change us into your likeness, and that we would be beholding the beauty of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit and how he's already working in this place right now. Continue to go before us in all that we say and do. Fill us with yourself, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. Amen. Psalm 72 is a psalm of adoration. It it speaks of the coming ministry of the Messiah and, and boasts of the glory of the Lord God. We know that it's written by Solomon, but many believe that David was the actually was actually the one to to say it on his deathbed, and Solomon was the one to record it. And so it's written by a king for a king about the king of kings. And in verses 1 through 4 of Psalm 72, Solomon writes and prophesies that Jesus, the Messiah, would one day judge the world in complete righteousness, bring justice to the poor, save the children of the needy, and break the oppressors into pieces. And I love that once Jesus enters the scene, everything changes. And, and that's our hope. That's our future. That things won't stay the same as it is today. That when Jesus comes back for us, he is going to rule and reign in complete righteousness and authority. And everything that was skewed will be made straight. Well, the rest of Psalm 72 describes the glory that Jesus will receive as he rules and reigns in total righteousness here on earth. And it ends in, in 18, 19, 20 with a doxology that should generate within us a heart of adoration for Jesus. This doxology shares the truth that Jesus, our coming king, only does wondrous things. Let's read that again in verse 18 and 19. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things, and blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory forever. Amen and amen. And I love how Solomon, inspired by the Holy Spirit, communicates to us that the blessed covenant-keeping God, right, the I am who I am, or the I am whatever my people need me to be, Our Jesus only does wondrous things. This word wondrous speaks of the miraculous. In fact, it's the same word used when God was describing the miracles that were going to take place in Moses as he was called to bring the children out of Egypt into the promised land. He says in Exodus 3.20, So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders. This is the same word, wonders. This word can be translated as marvelous or amazing or astounding. And I love that our Lord God only does amazing, marvelous, and astounding things. Do you believe this tonight? 
Do you believe that the Lord God does wondrous things and have you experienced this? When we understand and see that the Lord God only does wondrous things, this should bring in us a place, this should bring us to a place of adoration. And, and what is adoration? Adoration is a deep love and a respect for something or someone. And we know as believers, right, that when we have a deep adoration that, that Jesus is, is the king, when we adore Jesus, it really is the antidote for our, for our anxiety, Right? When we put Jesus in his proper place on the throne room, on the throne in heaven, all of our problems seem to disappear when we have a right perspective of who God is. And we have a lot to be anxious about. We do. We, we have finances to worry about, to think about. We have school. Some of us are in school. We have family problems, friend problems, marriage problems, relationship problems, and just to name a few. So there's a lot to be anxious about. And and, and the Christian life includes seasons of deep joy, but also deep seasons of profound sadness and trial. It also includes the seasons of waiting and more waiting and, and more waiting. But when we believe that God does only wondrous things, everything else is put into perspective. Everything seems to be just the way God intends it to be and that he is in control. And all these things, yes, they overwhelm us, but we, we need to be bringing our problems to Jesus. I love that God doesn't ignore our problems. In fact, he wants us to address those problems and he wants us to bring them to him. Why? Firstly, because he cares for us and he loves us with unconditional love. But secondly, only he can do the miraculous. We can't generate within us the miraculous. Only he can do the miraculous. And so when we bring our, our problems, our mess, our mess-ups to the Lord, they become a platform for the miraculous. And tonight we have an opportunity for the Lord to do wondrous things among us. Do you believe that he is able? You know, when Jesus marvels in the New Testament, he always is marveling at people's lack of faith, right? The only thing that really marveled Jesus was, where's the faith? Do we believe tonight that God is able to do wondrous things among us tonight? Are you able to trust him to do marvelous things in your life? If not, why not? He's never failed. God doesn't know how to fail. And so when we think, like, can we trust God? The only logical thing to do is to trust him because his track record is perfect. He's never failed. And if we can say yes, then amen. Let's continue to bear our hearts before him. Let's continue to be in a place of adoration and and, and a heart of worship for our Lord Jesus Christ. And we can, we can praise him, we can adore him as the Adonai, the Lord of our lives. And we can also appraise him and adore him in the midst of our problems. We can praise God in the midst of our problems. Why should we? Well, we see when people are in problems, they praise and things happen, right? Paul and Silas, Acts 16, they're in jail. They start praising the Lord. What, the braille, the, the, the braille, the jail breaks, right? They start praising, they start worshiping, and the jail breaks, I love an account in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, was surrounded by many nations that were, you know, going to attack him. And so he pleads to the Lord, and, and the Lord says, you know, you don't have to do anything this time. Just stand back and watch. Just watch me do it. And so what Jehoshaphat, he does, he, he gets up early in the morning with the worshipers, and they worship and they praise the Lord. And then he sets the Levites up in the front, you know, maybe to soak up more arrows. No, no, no. He sends the Levites, the worshipers, the singers to praise and, and to pray. And as they declared in Second Chronicles 20, 
Uh, as they said, um, where am I at? They, they said, blessed be the Lord God, right? And as they said that, the armies were ambushed by other army, armies, and, and they were defeated. They defeated each other. All they had to do was praise. All they had to do was adore and worship. And what do we learn about this account? Well, as we praise, as we adore, and as we worship, God fights for us. Our job is not to be the Savior. Our job is to be the children of God who adore him, who take him at his word. Can we do that tonight? Psalm, seven, Psalm 72 of 18, 19, blessed be the Lord, the covenant-keeping God, the great I am, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Can I encourage us tonight to be people of adoration? And as, as we adore the Lord, let the anxieties fall. Let it, let it fall. Let it fade away. How do we do that? We bring these things to Jesus. We confront them and we say, Jesus, we can't do it. And Jesus says, I know. <laughs> And then he gives us grace and he gives us mercy and he gives us wisdom and the strength to carry on. And that happens in the context of adoration, understanding who he is in light of all of our problems and all our problems, man, they just seem to disappear. That's the formula. That's a spiritual formula. It doesn't make sense, but by faith, it totally makes sense that God just does it. Can I encourage us tonight to trust the Lord with the deepest parts of our problems, with the deepest parts of our hearts and just bear them before the Lord? He already knows it. He wants to do something with it, and he's able to do it. Give him that space. Give him that room to speak into your life and to move. And as we enter into a time of worship again, I'm going to call Pete back up. Look at Jesus. We were here this past Sunday with Pastor John, right? Our King Jesus, right? Amazing King Jesus. That's my King. That's your King. That's the King that is enthroned in heaven and whose spirit is now ministering to us right here. Let us give him that space to work in our lives. And as we wait upon the Lord, I know there's going to be pastors and communion available. We'll let Rod, uh, Rob um, kind of give you guys the go for that. But let's just bear our hearts before the Lord. May I pray for you? May I pray that we would be people of adoration, a people of trust to understand and see that God only does wondrous things. He's the God of the miraculous. Let's praise him. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you're God and we're not. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that you are the one who is seated and above all and in control and sovereign over all things. Lord, we, we groan and we wait for the day that you come back for us and that you rule and reign in righteousness. But until then, Lord, we will live by faith and we will be people of adoration. Lord, I pray that you would give us your spirit to adore you and to see you for who you rightly are. Forgive us for thinking small things about you, Lord, when you're a God of the miraculous. Lord, we give you the space to work in our lives and in our hearts. We ask that, like the psalmist prayed, search us and know us and see if there's any wicked way in us, see if there's any anxieties and lead us in the way everlasting. Lord, we trust that you only do wondrous things. So work in this place, Lord. We ask, we beg, we plead in humility that your grace would fall upon us tonight, that we would see you. In Jesus' name we pray and say, amen. Amen. Let's adore. Let's worship the Lord.